Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Staying Out of the Valley of Oh No. Nehemiah chapter 6 is the beginning part of it is one of my favorite chapters. And I love Nehemiah. He was a man of passion. He was a man of uh, of emotion. He cried when he heard the walls were down. He was a man of strategy. He was a man who believed God for favor. He's a man of prayer. He inspired people. He's a man of courage. And I, by the way, I, I see that. I hear that over you who are listening right now. The Lord is increasing your passion, your positive emotion to respond to unmet needs and things that are broken down. Because when Nehemiah heard the walls were down, he wept, but he didn't stay there. He got into a place of great vision, planning. He, he gave the king a plan of what he had already thought of, thought through. And I love that. It's a unique blend of passion and strategy. And that's who you are. And so this message, staying out of the Valley of Ono, is a fun one. And in Nehemiah 6, he has enemies, Sanballat, Geshem, and Tobiah, and they are harassers. They're like lying spirits, just constantly nipping at his heels. Chapter 4, they say, hey, even if a fox gets up on the wall, it's going to fall over. In other words, Nehemiah, what you're doing is not going to last. I mean, one of the big lies of the enemy in our lives is it's not going to last. What you're doing is not going to last. It'll easily fall over. It'll easily, <laughs> and we, we laugh at that. Well, these enemies in chapter six, they give one last effort to try to stop Nehemiah. Matter of fact, four times they sent this message. And verse two, come and meet with us at Kephraman in the valley of Ono. <laughs> and they said, meet with us in the Valley of Ono. Now, I don't know how this translates in other languages, but you can get a lot of preaching miles out of the Valley of Ono. And then it says this, Nehemiah says, I knew they were scheming to hurt me. So I sent messengers back with this. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Let those words just... Um, be like a volcano in your spirit. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Just say it with me. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. And then he goes on to say, why should the work come to a standstill just so I can come down to see you? And what, what, what a powerful thing. Basically, they're saying, Nehemiah, meet with us in the valley of Ono. <laughs> you know, meeting with the enemy there represents those times we listen and meditate on the devil's lies resulting in discouragement or greater emotional captivity. And I've noticed that my poor responses to the negative happenings, the oh no's, caused me to have frequent visits into the valley of oh no. <laughs> Let me illustrate it this way. As a young leader, young pastor in the 90s, first senior leadership, my goal on Sunday morning was for there, I didn't really realize it, but I came to realize later, my goal was to have no oh no's happening. So I'd get to church early on Sunday, 
with a certain level of faith, hope, and love, and then the oh no's started to happen. Oh no, the sound man called and said he can't come. So I'd say, oh no, and I'd start to descend into the valley of oh no. <laughs> that sister so-and-so came up and complained to me again. Oh no, I was kind of hoping she wouldn't even be here today. <laughs> People are coming late. Oh no. There seems to be a spirit of heaviness in the room. It's not as free as I want it to be. Oh no. The wrong song is on the overhead projector and there's a misspelling. Oh no. And so all of these things would just cause me to descend and my emotional state would be less victorious. And I would be talking, I'd have a smile on my face, but I, inwardly I'd be talking to the enemy. A key leader who said he was gonna be here today, he's not here, oh no. Kids are, are wild again and the parents don't have them under control, oh no. By the way, our response to something is almost always more important than the something. And let me remind you again, what's happening in us is almost always more important than what's happening through us. And so I realized that my goal, whether it was on a Sunday morning, and I think this illustration helps us understand what I'm trying to say. My goal was that there, that there was no onos that were gonna happen. I was, I was blockage focused not stepping stone focused. If you're blockage focused, you see things as an obstacle. You see the kind of things that I've described as an obstacle to the goal of whatever the goal is. Breakthrough, a good meeting, people getting edified, whatever it is. I would see those as, as the problem, as the blockage, but the Lord says, I want you to see those as a stepping stone. Those are things that as you properly respond to them, as you refuse to descend into the valley of Ono, oh that that actually is going to do more in the long run for you having good meetings, you having good outcomes, you having good results than anything else that you're going to do. And Nehemiah's response is instructive. He said, I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Now, those who believe they're doing a great work are doing a great work. Those who don't believe they're doing a great work are not doing a great work. Those who believe they're significant are significant. Those who believe they're not significant are not significant. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. It says in Proverbs, and, and Nehemiah says, I'm doing something great. Well, you say, yeah, you know, I can see that. I mean, Nehemiah, he was building a wall and he, and that's in the Bible. And he had no idea it was going to be in the Bible. He had no, uh, he had no idea there was going to be a book about him. He was just doing what he was called to do. But he says, you know, I'm doing a great work. I, I can't come down. Those who believe they're doing a great work, those who believe they're doing something significant, whether in the home, in business, in ministry, in education, in meetings that they're going to, those who believe they're doing a great work will be much less prone to even hear 
the lies of the enemy, even hear the temptation of the enemy to go down and talk about the fears and or, or frustrations or the victim mindset. I remember as a young leader, and I've shared this with you, I said, I can't wait until I do something great for you, God. And he said, instead of waiting to do something great, once you attach great faith to what you're doing right now, and it will become great. It will become great. Faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how you think when you show up. I used to think I was faithful just because I was in the meeting. I was there on Sunday. I'm faithful. I'm a faithful. I, I have bad beliefs, but I'm, I'm, full, I'm faithful. Now, faithful means to be full of faith for what we're doing, that we're actually attaching faith to what we're doing and that it's powerful, it's important, it's significant. All of us have got something significant to do right now. And if we don't believe what we're doing right now, then we're believing lies because God will never have us do something that is not important. It's either leading somewhere great or it's great. Or, and if it's leading somewhere great, it is great. I remember Bill Johnson, who's a senior leader at Bethel Church here in Reading, where I'm on staff and attend. When he went to Weaverville, when he was 25 years old, pastored one of his greatest assignments that he felt was to cause his people to believe they were significant and they were important and they can change the world. One of the great jobs of any leader is to break off losing cultures off of individuals, off of churches, off of cities, off of schools, off of businesses, off of nations, breaking off losing cultures and believing we're significant, we're important, we can do this. What God's called us to do, our prayer meetings are significant. Everything that we do, every meeting that we have, there's a powerful why behind it that powerful why behind it. We understand the why. By the way, if we don't understand the why, then, then we need to go back to what are we doing? Are we just doing things out of religious duty, out of obligation, out of trying to be a good believer, a good Christian? If that's it, then that's not powerful enough. It's not powerful enough. And no, there's a powerful why. We get the why, then we can attach faith to it. So Nehemiah, why I'm doing a great work, I can't come down. Whew. He's basically saying what I'm doing is significant and must continue. I don't have time to play mind games with the enemy. And my continued forward movement protects me from a whole host of challenges that I will never experience. You keep moving forward. You keep attaching faith to what you're doing. You're not even going to hear some of the lies or some of the other temptations that other people will hear. So today... Staying out of the valley of, oh no, staying out of that valley is so, so important. And we all have, oh no's that happen. I'm not saying we'll never grieve. We won't ever, you know, have times of mourning. But I'm saying that if we're continually going into the valley of, oh no, that if our goal is a, is we can only live if things are going well, then we're, we don't have a strong enough word in us from God Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We don't have a strong enough word. I get a word of promise and a word of direction that I believe God's spoken to me. I can put up with a lot of junk. I can put up with a lot of outward non-success. I can put up with a lot of oh no's because I realize 
that what's happening in me is more important than what's happening through me and my response to something is almost always more important than to something. So I say this over you. You, like Nehemiah, are saying, I don't have time. I'm doing a great work. I'm doing something significant. I can't go down into the valley of oh no and talk to the enemy. Wow, so good. So glad that you joined me. And by the way, I'm recording this towards the end of July 2020. We are starting our transformational mind renewal course in September of this year. If you have not received, if you're not on our newsletter uh, email list I, and you love our ministry, get on our email list because then you're going to actually be the first one to know. We have limited spaces for level two, which is the, the premium level. Level one is going to be powerful of the five-month mind renewal online course but level two is going to be for some of you here that you believe this message is something that is just catalytic in your life and you want to get it and you want to be closely, more closely connected with what we're doing, then that this course is for you. Yeah, just sign up for our newsletter and that's going to give you the key for the course. Hey, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries and we're here to ignite your hope. I want to remind you there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just hopeless people or people without hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. God loves to partner with unreasonably optimistic people. The question is never how dry the bones are. The question is whether someone has renewed their mind enough to believe the bones can live. <laughs> and that's you. That's me. We're the Joshua and Caleb's of Numbers 13 were not the 10 spies, were the Joshua and Caleb's who put a different conclusion on what's going on. Our conclusions about what's happening in our nation are more important right now than what's happening in our nation. And then I want to remind you too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You don't need strength at the end of the battle. You need strength in the middle of the battle. So I need joy right now. I used to say, Lord, when all my problems are over, then I'll become joyful. He said, Steve, I'm not okay with that. Because <laughs> again, you need strength now. Pretty much everybody listening today is not a good day to walk in radical joy. But I say to you, I need the joy. I need strength today. I, I'm not going to wait for a more convenient season to possess joy. And a final thought on this, I, I've been meditating on 1 Peter 3.10, where it says, He who would love life and see good days, refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. There's a difference between loving God and loving life. And when we go after the joy of the Lord, it actually says, He would love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil. And, and when we actually go after the joy of the Lord and loving life, something powerful happens we're going to have to let go of a lot of things, a lot of religious mindsets, a lot of false or, or, or bad identities from the past and embracing the freedom, the abundant life that Jesus came. And I say this is a season of joy. It's a season of breakthrough. The world may not say it is. The, the season may not feel like it is. But I, I want to say there's great grace upon you in the name of Jesus. All right. God bless. Looking forward to you being with us again on another podcast. If you like these podcasts, tell somebody about them. 
We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.